Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alongside Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Alex will be back in tomorrow. Right now, we're happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Eno Sarris. You can read his work over at The Athletic. He does very smart stuff, especially on the pitching side of things. You can also follow him on Twitter, as you should, at Eno Saris. S-A-R-R-I-S is how you spell his last name. Eno, we appreciate the time, as always, man. How you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, we're not doing so well, though, here in St. Louis, as you can probably imagine. The Cardinals now have the third worst record in all of baseball, uh, the worst record in the National League right now. Their run differential is only negative 19 on the season, but they are 10 and 21 despite that. You know, from a like big picture standpoint, when you look at the Cardinals' struggles to start out the season, what immediately comes to mind for you? the starting rotation <laughs> it's uh it's uh it's just something that uh, katie Wu and i wrote about before the season they were projected uh to have one of the worst strikeout rates in the big leagues and they do have one of the worst strikeout rates in the big leagues and this is at a time when the ball is flying out of the park again back at 2020 levels and the shift rules have changed to make an emphasis on pitchers striking people out you know now uh, the ball in play is more valuable because uh, because there's you can't have as many defenders on the right side of second base. So uh, just a, a lot of innings uh, from guys who aren't striking guys out. Uh, I think that is the major problem because if you look under the hood, the batting, uh, you know, I know they haven't been scoring runs like they used to, but uh, they have actually been playing well under the hood. Their, their, their walk rates, strikeout rates, barrel rates, they're all sort of top ten. Their bullpen is fine. Uh, defense is top 10. Like, it's pit, it's the starting rotation. You know, with that being said, if they find a way to fix the rotation, whether it be making trades or Adam Wainwright's coming off the IL and maybe they call up Matthew Libertor, who's been dealing in AAA with uh, the Memphis Redbirds, can you see this team taking off if they just fix this rotation? Can they get back to being a playoff contender with the rotation being fixed? Uh they right now um, have about, uh, according to Fangraphs, they have they have playoff odds and they have a twenty five percent playoff odds. So, um, amazingly, that's not very far behind the Pirates one. So yes, this team is projected to be better going forward. They're projected right now uh, to end up around five hundred, um, and that's just by you know looking at run differential and looking at different things like that looking at quality of team and trying to project it out so they definitely still have a chance and like like I told you if you have a top 10 offense a top 10 defense and a top 10 bullpen 
it's really just on that last number to get any better than bottom five. Um, and uh, I do have some hope for uh, Libertadores has been pitching better. It, it, he has been changing his um, his arsenal some. Um, I, I wish guys like Tink Hens were ready, you know, uh, because, uh, you know, somebody with just standout stuff would be amazing for this team. You know, this team needs to figure out its outfield rotation, the mix that they're using out there as well. I I think they're they're ripe for a trade from that outfield mix at some point this season. And I guess part of the problem is I'm not really too, too sure how other teams value their outfielders and if they value them the same way that the Cardinals at least did coming into the season. We've talked a lot about the White Sox as being a team that maybe they end up making a deal at some point this year. They're 10 and 21, just like the Cardinals are. It's It's been a disaster uh, up there for the White Sox. Do you see a match there potentially between the Cardinals and the White Sox with one of their starters coming in to fortify this rotation? You know, my favorite starter over there in terms of what it might cost to get him and what kind of stuff he has is Michael Kopech. Um, and uh, the nice thing for the Cardinals would be he's not a free agent until 2026. Uh, he's not pitching amazingly well right now, and they may think that they uh, are getting a good deal. However, under the hood, this guy has legit stuff. Uh, he throws hard. He has uh, strikeout stuff. He's one of the leaders in the league in strikeouts. And, you know, according to my stuff plus that, uh, you know, kind of a, a top 15 type player in terms of uh, in terms of the movement velocity release point everything so that might be someone right now he's got a 60 ERA. people might not love it uh as an acquisition but uh for a team that preaches uh command and preaches pitch to contact maybe they can find a way to get the best command out of him and that would really that could make Kopech shine so that would be one that wouldn't cost as much as as the rest um if they want to uh if they want to spend a little more uh, Lucas Giolito uh, is a free agent next year. Um, you know, he might be less to acquire um, and might be more their, their snuff. He does have strikeout stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, but the Cardinals seem to like to, to get people they have, you know, more than for one year. So, you know, Kopech or Giolito could be uh, could be a boon for the staff. Yeah. I'd be surprised if this happened, you know, but if if the White Sox decided, you know what, we're blowing it up, uh, we're going a different path. And that means that our timeline no longer lines up with Dylan Cease's timeline. Again, I would be surprised if that was a decision that they decided to make. But if they did, what would you think of him as a potential trade chip for the oh, White Sox? I would throw everything at him. I would throw everything at him. I mean, I would. This is the kind of deal that would change the Cardinals uh, overnight. I think Dylan Cease is, uh, uh, you know, top five stuff in the league. I mean, this is a guy who throws super, super hard, has really great stuff. You know, you don't have a great framer behind the plate in Wilson Contreras, and uh, you know, he there is a drop off there in terms of defense, but from him to Yachty. But I'm not putting it all on on Wilson Contreras because the difference between Contreras and Yachty in terms of framing over the course of the season is about one win. Hmm. So if these Cardinals come one win short, uh, then you can uh, come to Wilson Contreras' door. But you know what? He brings a lot of that win back with offense that Yachty didn't have. So, uh, you know, maybe Dylan Cease and Wilson Contreras is not the best combination because Cease doesn't have great command. Uh, but on the other hand, I think he has he can just stuff his way out of it. Um, he is absolutely uh, an ace. And so if you could get Dylan Cease, I would get Dylan Cease. You know, with that being said, I mean, we're talking about Dylan Cease, and you just said 
he he's an ace. The guy that we kind of pinpointed in the offseason for the Cardinals was Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty would be the guy that could raise the Cardinals' ceiling. Do you think he's gotten back to ace form, or do you think he's going to have to now, ever since the injuries kind of settle into being more of a 2-3? Yeah, um, you know, I don't I don't see it. The, my stuff model says that he doesn't have an above-average pitch. The closest is the slider. We've known that the slider is his best pitch for a long time, but it used to be a standout pitch. Um, and so you can see it uh, even without any sort of fancy numbers in terms of uh, his whiff rates. Uh, you can look at uh, his velocity. Um, you know, those types of things are not back to, to where they used to be. Um, and then on top of that, uh, he seems to have lost his command in the meantime. Um, and so uh, I'm not, I, I think he's a useful part of what happens going forward. And I think he will walk fewer batters going forward, but I don't see him as an ace. You know, Saris is our guest for just another minute or so. You can find his work over at the athletic and follow him on Twitter at his name at Eno Saris, E N O S A R R I S. Uh, you know, one of the guys that we've talked a lot about when it comes to the Cardinals rotation is the struggles that we've seen from Steven Matz so far this year. Uh, Ollie Marmel was asked earlier today if they were going to either skip his start or potentially even move him to the bullpen. And he was hesitant, but it seemed like he's likely to make his next start for the Cardinals at a minimum. And we'll see what happens from there. I would imagine that's probably the spot that Libertor eventually takes. What's gone wrong for Steven Matz since the Cardinals signed him, in your opinion? Obviously, the injuries are one thing, but even when he's been on the mound, the results have not been what I would imagine the Cardinals expected them to be. Yeah, I mean, one uh, one thing that I can see right away is that uh, he's lost a tick, uh, you know, and, and velocity is important. Um, you know, also his vaunted curveball, uh, he's kind of he's lost it. Uh, it used to get six inches of drop, and now it gets two and a half. Uh, that's a big deal. Um, and, uh, you know, he doesn't, uh, he's starting to use the curveball less. And the problem is if you've got a fastball and a change, that's fine, but you've got to get same handed guys out too. And you have to show something other than your fastball and change. And so when I look at his line, I, I see him searching, uh, for a third pitch, uh, to, to pair with his sinker, uh, and change. And the slider isn't very good right now. And the curveball is getting worse. Uh, so that's, that's, I think his real problem. I don't know why uh, something like that would happen. Um, you know, something in his release point, uh, might be part of it. Um, and, uh, his release point is down a little bit, but sometimes when a release point is down, uh, that means that there's something that doesn't feel right. Interesting. You know, we appreciate the time as always, man. You always make us a little bit smarter about the Cardinals when we're able to talk with you. Uh, we appreciate the time as always. Hopefully next time we're talking about a Cardinals team that's figured things out in the rotation. We can talk about what that looks like in this NL Central. Yeah, I mean, there's still hope with a call-up. I would, I would add a trade. A call-up, a trade, and uh, some better days from the guys they've got. You know, appreciate it, man. We'll talk with you again soon. Thanks.